What is up, Fat Guy Forum listeners? This is Gourmet with a quick note before we get into this week's episode. A couple things. First, I am very excited that this week, two new things are happening. One, this episode features the updated Fat Guy Forum, Fat Guy 5 questions. Two, if you are a member of the Patreon, the after show starts now. So this week, going forward, will be the brand new Fat Guy Forum after show exclusive to Patreons. So if you are not signed up, Check out the link in the the notes of this episode. Get yourself signed up so you can get access to that extra content involving this show. I'm excited to finally getting it launched and in your hands. So let's move forward with that. That'll be exciting. And if you're not into Patreon and you still want to support the show, don't forget we have the affiliate links in the show notes for Redmond and Kettle and Fire Broths. If you use either of those codes, that helps support us keeping the show on the air as well. So that's all, my friends. Let's get into it. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gormy, and I'm excited to have you with us once again as we as we journey down the path of yet another awesome dude. And this time, a while back, a couple weeks ago, I put out a call to say, hey, if you're out there and you have a story to tell and you're interested or you know someone whose story you'd like to hear, you know, reach out to me. And this person did. So I am excited to get into it with him today. His name is Rob. Rob, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm glad we're getting to connect, man, and you know, getting to hear this this path that you've been on for your life. So let let's not you know dance around it anymore, man. Tell us what qualifies you to be on the Fat Guy Forum. Sure. So uh, as you mentioned, you know, when you were reaching out for potential guests, I was actually a little hesitant because you know, uh, listening to a few of your other episodes, I was like, you know, geez, at my heaviest, I was about 350 pounds, and I'm like geez, a lot of these guys are a lot bigger, you know, but, you know, but then I was like, well, but, you know, everybody, it's all relative, right? Everybody kind of has their own, their own struggles, their own journeys, you know? So, you know, whether it's, you're, you know, losing 180 pounds or 300 or even just like 30 pounds, you know, they're all, everybody's journey is just as valid as the other. So, so yeah, so I reached out and glad I could be on. Um, but, you know, as you mentioned, it's it's been definitely a, a lifelong <laughs> struggle with weight, um, as with, you know, a lot of your guests. Um, so kind of starting off, you know, like I was born and raised in Canada. I live in Minnesota now. Um, kind of a little bit of a chubby kid for the most part, but I was really active, you know. So I kind of just kept it in check mostly, you know, played hockey like most Canadian kids and stuff like that. Um, actually, for a while, really wanted to be a, be an athlete. Um, but then, you know, kind of got out of it around the age of 12, you know, when things are, when you, it's time to get serious about it or kind of get out kind of thing. You're not playing for fun anymore. Um, and then it just, you know, the weight just started to like kind of come on, you know, a little gradually after that. Um, you know, then by the time I graduated high school, I was at my heaviest. I was about 350 pounds. And, uh, yeah, then, you know, it's, it's one of those things you kind of, you know, I, w- I wasn't blind to it. I knew I knew I was really big, you know, and, you know, there was the occasional teasing in school from other kids, you know, it was everything from just pointing out different, you know, parts of my body, like, oh, my God, look at, you know, look at that, look at this, you know, <laughs> you know, kids. Oh, yeah. Can be. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, and it just, I don't know, I just, but you just kind of like push it down, you know, kind of push it away. And I just kind of took that route, like, oh, I'll just be the, you know, funny fat guy, you know, just be everybody's friend, you know, but, you know, <laughs> you go home and start crying at night, you know, that kind of thing. 
inside you're kind of really yeah. tortured. Well, what do you, from your, you know, kind of the perspective you have now, you know, 20 years, you know, 20 plus years off that mm-hmm. time, you know, what do you think it was that brought you to that weight? You know, like what, what really contributed to your weight gain? Um, you know, I think there something had just like clicked around that time, you know, when I was about 12, 13, that I just like, you know, just for some reason, all of a sudden, just like, you know, sitting at home playing video games seemed a little more appealing to me for some reason. And, you know, I, I know I've heard from other people like around that age, they'll say like, oh, that's the age that boys discover food, you know, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard that, but, um, but it was like, it was kind of that too, you know, my par- I don't want to, you know, blame my mom at all, but she, you know, there was nobody really um, limited snacking or anything. It was just stuff was always available, you know, chips and soda, you know, and it was just, it was just always there, you know, you'd eat it and it would just reappear. <laughs> so you just kept, you know, it, I don't know. It, it, it definitely started to get out of control, you know, mostly the snacking. And then just like, as that got worse, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> as uh as i got a little worse you know then i would get a little bigger and then i would feel really you know self-conscious about it and you know start feeling a little depressed about it and then you just would just keep eating like that and it just i don't know i just i just didn't stop i it's hard to explain i guess but well there's like a vicious cycle in there you know especially because for all the things that we go through education wise and you know, even from our families, like there's not a lot of talk about proper nutrition and, you know, how, how to correct p- behavioral patterns. Like, you know, no one's sitting down with a 13 year old who's, who's got a snack problem and sitting down to say, you know, well, here's some, here's might be some reasons why you're snacking and here's some better, you know, kind of coping behaviors and here's ways you can do that. Like those discussions for the most part aren't happening, you know, and obviously a lot of that has to do with, you know, excuse me, like, what what would happen, you know, if a teacher sat down with a room of teenagers and said, hey, you all seem to have problems with your weight. Let's talk about it. Like, right. That would probably not go really well, like in terms of, you know, how that message was taken and, you know, what, you know, and then what would happen when they go home and say, hey, they put me in fat class today. I don't know if, if that's something you signed me up for or like what really happened there. But, you know, I it's it's that place of not really knowing what to do. So you continue the behavior that, you know, at least gives you that respite from those negative feelings and the, those, right. those, those things you go through. Totally. Yeah. And I, if I know for me, like I, I just started to feel like, you know, like this, this is just how I'm going to be. This is just mm-hmm. going to be my body. Like I can't do anything about this. This I'm just going to be a big guy for my, the rest of my life, mm-hmm. you know? And so what, you, you know, you said you graduated at around 350, like, where did things go from there for you? Yeah. So after I graduated, um, you know, I, I, my plan was to kind of take a year off, just work and then, you know, go to college after that. Um, so I remember I got, I got this job and this, it's a very, you know, <laughs> I'll never forget this. You know, my mom, once again, God bless her. She's like, okay, well, you're starting this job. You need to, you know, you need to get some new, really nice clothes. And I'm like, okay, um, sure. But, you know, we were out in the, like, I grew up in the middle of nowhere. So, you know, we're looking around at the stores and like nothing, not, <laughs> no nice clothes were going to fit me. 
you know, I think my waist size at that point was like 46, um, you know, double, triple XL shirts. And it was like, and then my mom, you know, she does some digging, you know, whatever. And then she tells me, okay, we're going to go for a drive. So we like drive to this town that's two, two hours away. And we pull up to this big and tall store. And I remember that feeling in my stomach, like it just sank. Like, I was like, oh my God, you know? So we go in there and, you know, start picking out some clothes. And the whole time I'm just like, you know, it's just running through my head. Like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm here. You know, <laughs> really nice employees coming up to me. You know, they were all bigger guys themselves, you know, but they're super nice. Like, hey, we're going to help you find this shirt and, you know, this tie and yada, yada. And yeah, I just left there and I was like, that's, that's it. Like I, you know, this is so, this is brutal. Like I got to do something about this. So, you know, I'm doing my, you know, I start that job and it's going really well. And, you know, during that time, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going to start, I'm going to start doing something about this. But I'm like, I was at a point where doing a lot of exercise was pretty tough. Um, so I just kind of started by like, okay, I've got my bike, you know, we were living out in the country. And so I would just bike about half a mile and back. So about a mile in total. And I was just, you know, just destroyed by the end of that. And, you know, but I was like, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do it. If I can just do that every day, you know, and then start keeping my diet in check as well. Like I was like, okay, enough with the snacks. I said, no more soda. I'm cutting that right out. Like just cold Turkey, no more, you know, no more junk food. That's, that's done. And, uh, you know, pretty quick, you know, that, that bike ride started to get a little bit easier and easier. And I started to go a little bit further, you know, and, I'd say within that first month, if I, if I remember correctly, I think I lost about, you know, 30 pounds in that first month and it was, and it was great. I remember that feeling of, you know, jumping on that scale and being like, wow, like, wow, that was, that was pretty easy, you know? <laughs> and, uh, you know, but, you know, you keep going and, and I think I got down to, it was probably about 250 pounds at that point, you know, feeling, feeling pretty good about myself, but knowing there's still a little more work to do. Um, but you know, then ended up going to college and, you know, then getting a job after that. And it was just, I, I, I'd kind of stalled around there. I'd float between like, you know, 250, 270. Um, yeah. And then, then I was like, I got to the point again where I was just like, ah, you know, this, this isn't good enough. I know I can do better than this. So I started, you know, like really working out a lot harder, um, you know, really keeping my diet even more in check, you know, and, and it, it took a few years, but over the course of those years, I ended up getting down to about 170 pounds, which was awesome, you know? And, uh, yeah. And then I met my, you know, now she's my wife, but we met around 2009, you know, and she was big into hiking and going on adventures and stuff. So I was like, all right, this is great. You know? So it was like, those were like really good years of just, you know, staying super active, super fit. And then, yeah, then we ended up getting married. I moved down to Minnesota and, uh, <laughs> and then that's kind of where this, you know, this story takes a little bit of a, of a twist. Uh, I started getting, you know, I started feeling a little sick, but I didn't quite know what was wrong. And, you know, up to this point, I hadn't really like, you know, I never really went to the doctor for, you know, physicals or anything like that. Um, and then just, there was this, you know, I'll just kind of call it a, you know, medical incident 
um, where I ended up getting rushed to the hospital. Uh, I got put in a medical induced coma for a couple of weeks. No idea what was going on. Um, and then when I finally woke up, you know, the doctors were like, Hey, you know, like, just so you know, your liver totally failed on you. Um, like, to like absolutely lucky to be alive. I lost a ton of blood, you know, you know, thank God for, you know, people who donate blood, huge, huge shout out to them. Cause it took about the equivalent of about like a dozen donations, you know, to save me. And, uh, anyways, so they informed me that, you know, from their testing, they, they didn't know the exact cause. They, they said it was autoimmune hepatitis you know, basically my own body's immune system just kind of attacked my liver and basically just shut it down. So they're like, you're going to need a transplant. I'm like, oh boy. Okay. You know, like <laughs> you come out of this medical induced coma and you're like getting told all this information, your head's just spinning. Oh, yeah. Well, especially not having been, you know, at a doctor really regularly to now be told this is what we need to do. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, thinking I was, you know, fit, healthy, you know, <laughs> and um, yeah, so I'll that this section a little shorter, but basically, you know, my, my little brother, he's stepped up as a, as a living donor. Um, so basically the, I, I don't need to go into too much detail, but you know, he could donate half of his liver to me and then both of them would grow to normal size. Yeah, I was I was gonna say if anyone's interested, like if you look at if you look into like how liver donation and, and transplants work, like there's the the human body is an amazing machine. You know, there's there's, there's some really powerful things that can happen. Absolutely, it's it's incredible. Mm -hmm. So, and you know, huge shout out to the you know University of Minnesota. They took care of everything. They were fantastic. Um. So yeah. So like that that happened in about July of 2013. And then the transplant happened on November 1st of 2013. So it, it all happened pretty quickly. So there was pretty huge change in my life at that point. Um, and after that, you know, then that, that having a liver transplant means you're on immunosuppressants for the rest of your life. And, um, you know, which brings all kinds of difficulties, but, you know, so the, the recovery was, was really tough. Um, it took, took a while and then just, you know, gradually I started to get better over, over the years. And then, um, you know, one of the side effects that they don't really talk about a whole lot, but that, you know, some weight gain is also kind of a side effect of this medication. And, uh, you know, <laughs> over the next few years, I found myself gaining back another hundred pounds. And... Yeah, I like I remember my doctors were like, you know, because I hadn't really been to the doctor before that. So they only knew me as like this 170 pound guy, you know, so then all of a sudden I'm like 275 and they're like, oh, my God, you know, like you got to do something about this. This is horrible, you know, so and and I was trying, you know, I, I tried to get back into, you know, I obviously couldn't work out the same way that I did before, you know, but tried everything with like my diet and it was, it was a real struggle. I just had a really hard time losing that weight. And I, you know, started a job also that was super stressful during that time, like, which I think was also a big contribution to that as well. Just, you know, mm. lots of stress, long days, crazy hours. Um, and just, yeah. So, but yeah, so about 28 by 2018, I was about 275 pounds and, uh, 
you know, and that was the year my daughter was born. And that was, you know, that was kind of like the next, um, you know, Kickstarter for me. And can I ask, can I ask a question yeah, you know, before yeah. we move into the next part? Sure. Like, cause I'm just curious, like what, you know, on the mental side, you know, having gone through first going through the weight loss and kind of coming through that place, you know, kind of the, because it, like you said, it wasn't really necessarily a linear journey. It was going from 350 to into the 250, 270 range and staying there for a while, you know, and kind of finally getting your body to this place where you're hiking and active and then your body in a way, you know, like the words you were using, you know, kind of turns on itself, you know, like what happens with autoimmune conditions and you go through all of that and you go through the transplant and the recovery. And then as, you know, coming through all of that and the stressors and now getting back to this place of, okay, I need to lose weight again. Like, mentally like what was it like when you were kind of in that place of the realization that okay this is you know i've i've come through all these things but now i'm in this place again where i need to then you know retread you know for lack of a better term retread some of those steps yeah for sure um it was i I knew it was going to be really daunting you know like i knew it was going to be a lot harder to do and it was i tried not to let it get me two down because I knew if it did, I was just going to end up back in that cycle again. So I'm like, you know, I I tried to enter it being like as positive as I could, but just knowing that there were going to be more obstacles in my way, like, you know, being immunosuppressed, you know, it's, it's harder for your like muscles to repair themselves, you know, that, that kind of stuff. I, so I remember talking to my doctor and, and uh, I was like, you know, maybe we can do something with the medication. I don't know. Uh, and he was great. He really helped me out. We, we kind of switched things up a little bit and, uh, you know, that really helped me starting to get the, get the pounds off again. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just felt like, you know, <laughs> I was a little bit older, you know, than the first time I had started in on the weight loss journey. And I don't know. I, I feel like I did approach it a little bit differently. Um, I, I think I was a little more positive this time or tried to be anyways. Right. Um, well, there's a, there's a difference between being in a place where, you know, you know, you need to change your life, but it's not necessarily, it's being driven by kind of things that you want to see happen. You know, if that makes sense. Whereas kind of coming through this, this, you know, the health situation. And then, you know, like you said, the birth of your daughter and having that be a motivation is a different source of energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, you know, this, <laughs> I felt like it wasn't, you know, so much doing it for myself this time, you know, as it was for doing it for her, you know, and just because, you know, it's like, you have a kid now. It's like, you, you want to be there. You want to be able to like, you know, I, I mean, I wasn't like, you know, dangerously, you know, overweight at that point, but it was, you know, it was still impacting like a lot of, you know, mobility and that kind of stuff. And, so yeah, going into that. And, and then I, I was also like, you know what, I need to switch jobs as well. So now I'm like, so that same year I switched jobs. Now I'm at the job I'm at currently, which is a fantastic place with great people and took a lot of that work stress away, you know, switched my medication again, started exercising, exercising again. And, uh, you know, the weight, weight started coming off again and, you know, started to feel a lot lot better about myself and uh you know then obviously the uh (laughs) the pandemic hit pretty quick after that 
that was another point where I was like, oh no, like how long is this going to last? Was, you know, everybody had, you know, it was stressful for everybody. Um, but I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to use this as a great opportunity. Cause I had like, you know, I had a bunch of stuff for my own little home gym, you know, and I'm like, okay. And, and, you know, also the, the pandemic for me being an immunosuppressed <laughs> person was, you know, it was very frightening, a very frightening time, but I, I'm like, you know, I didn't want to get pulled back into that, you know, cycle of depression again, because I know I could fall into it. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to every day, you know, I'm going to exercise, use this opportunity to, you know, lift weights, you know, and like physically, I've been feeling a lot better too, you know, a lot of, you know, like fully recovered at this point from the transplant and able to do pretty much everything. Um, so yeah, so that through that whole pandemic, you know, I've just been, you know, was working out and, and eventually I got, I got back down to about 205, I kind of float between, you know, 205 to 215, but, you know, feeling really good. And it was such a, it was, you know, it was basically working out for me is like therapy, you know, like it just, it does so much really helps out. Um, but yeah, so it's like kind of a, it's a different feeling now, I guess. So what, cause I think sometimes, you know, when people listen, you know, are listening, like they're, they're curious about some details, like when it comes to, you know, your approach to nutrition, losing weight, like, was it, you know, cause you talked about the first time, you know, was really about cleaning up the big things, you know, soda, snacking, like junk food. Like those are, those are some big rocks for people to move. Like when you, you know, even the second kind of second time around, like, was it calorie counting? Was it just kind of portion control? Like where, you know, kind of what was it like, you know, in terms of your approach to food, you know, for weight loss? Sure. Yeah. So I, you know, I'm, I'm not a huge guy in terms of like, um, you know, picking different diet plans, kind of sticking to them or, you know, it, I felt like at this point, I'm like, okay, I, I kind of have an idea of what works for me. Um, so it's, you know, my, my biggest Achilles heel is like the snacking as it always has been, you know, so it's like, I got to make sure there's no like, you know, chips, you know, crackers, ice cream. That's, you know, that's another huge one. Um, it, I just feel like, you know, it, it's not like a huge mystery. I think for a lot of people, like, it's just about trying to actually do it. You know, it's like, we, we know, we know for the most part, what's healthy for us, you know, that, you know, eating too much, but it's just actually doing it. I know is usually, usually a really tricky thing. Um, so it, it's just a lot, you know, like, you know, my wife and I, we both love to cook, you know, so we, we rarely eat out. That's another thing, you know, and, you know, just, just trying to keep everything in check. I, I'm once again, not, not huge on counting calories. I, I try to keep it, you know, in my mind, you know, as much as I can. Um, but I just found like in the past, if I've tried doing that, I just get, it just becomes like too much for me. And I just, I just, <laughs> it's hard for me to just do that mentally. Um, so yeah, it's just, just about like, you know, making your own food, eating healthy, you know, obviously I, I, you know, I don't cut everything out because that can be very difficult as well, but you no, know, I, I just try to keep it in my mind as much as I can. Like, okay, you know, if I'm going to eat this ice cream, like don't, you're not having any again for a couple of weeks, you know, like just don't do that. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. And I, I ask about it because I know, 
you know, having a little information, kind of knowing that that's your perspective. And I think it's important for people to hear because I think sometimes people, it, it's almost like the, instead of finding the right path for themselves for weight loss or for improving their health, they, they want to latch onto something that can be claimed as an identity, uh, you know, or has a, at least has a label because then yeah. there, it feels more definitive. And I think mm-hmm. there's something scarier about, you know, all the little bits and pieces that you're talking about, you know, that idea of if you have the ice cream, you're not having it again. You know, I, you know, it's something I talk with people I work, you know, I I work with as clients a lot, like, okay, you know, if you're determining that this is a worth it moment for you to have this treat or whatever it is, you know, it's not just in the context of was the decision worth it, but what else have you been doing lately? You know, like what else, how else have you been approaching food? Like if this is the fourth time this week that you're deciding that ice cream is worth it, that's a whole different discussion. You know, that's a different, that's a different, that's a different place. And it's about being okay with saying I had it right now. So if the opportunity comes up again tomorrow, I'm not going to have it again. Like I had it, you know, and I think some of those more, those more nuanced parts of approaching food can be really challenging, you know, and, and that's not to say, you know, obviously, you know, I'm gourmet goes keto on Instagram, you know, I use the ketogenic diet. So I understand people needing to use tools. Like, so I'm not in any way saying, well, everyone should just kind of blindly fi- feel their way through things. I think it really is about knowing yourself and knowing what's going to work for you. And like you even said, like for some people, that idea of restricting food groups and restricting types of foods leads to challenges that aren't positive in the end. Like, But it's that willingness to find your way through, no matter what that way ends up being, that I think is the through line that every person should glom onto. Yeah, no, definitely. And, you know, like, I understand, like, you know, my approach is is definitely probably scary for a lot of people, especially if they're starting out. Um, you know, I think it probably almost feels like falling without a parachute in a way, you know, <laughs> or like, or, you know, <laughs> walking, walking blind almost. But, um, but, you know, it comes from, you know, years of, you know, doing this and trying to, you know, get getting to know my body and, you know, and I, which I kind of had to do over again, you know, after the transplant, because, you know, and, it, it just certain things didn't work, you know, like exercising and eating certain foods in my twenties is totally different than now, you know, now I'm, you know, just turned 40 and it it's not the same, you know? <laughs> so it, it, it takes a lot of, uh, it takes work, um, a lot of experimenting, you know, to find what works for you. But, but I, you know, I, I, I don't really ever see anything wrong with, you know, people trying out different diets and stuff. And, you know, I know so many people have done it and, and I know that for some people it just, it doesn't stick, you know? So it's like, you, you kind of have to make it, you know, kind of learn from, learn from what, learn from those diets and just, you know, like apply it to your own life, your own diet and just make it more about a lifestyle change. Right. Like, and, you know, instead of just like, okay, I'm going to do this diet for, you know, three months. And if that doesn't work, then forget it, you know? Oh, for sure. And which I think too, one of the unique things to your story, isn't that you were 350 pounds a year ago and decided it was time to lose weight and lost that weight over the past year. Like you've had time, you know, <laughs> for lack of a, you know, and in no way saying that that's a negative, you know, in some ways, it's it's a really a positive thing that this is this is a journey that has that began years ago for you, so that you're able to learn those lessons and navigate them, you know. So then you when you come upon that massive challenge of okay, my body functions completely different now, you know, my immune system is in a completely different place. I'm going to recover differently from workouts. Food is even going to be 
you know, how my body processes food is, is impacted on some level. I'm sure like having had that experience of, of time, you know, you're able to apply that knowledge, you know, and apply that ability to learn those lessons. And that's the important thing. Like the, the message that I always try to send out to people is that if someone is out there telling you that this is the one way that every person should eat or the one way every person should eat to lose weight, run from that person. You know, right. If, <laughs> Absolutely. if they say are the one, they are the definitive answer, then they're, they're lacking some kind of knowledge. You know, it's that idea of everything should be applied to a person as an individual. Like, you know, if someone hands you a photocopied, you know, a photocopied meal plan, question that, you know, if someone tells you every man should be, you know, you see it, especially this time of year, you see it all the time, you know, men should yep. eat 2000 calories, women should eat 1200 calories, you know, or 1800, 1200, whatever it is. Like, right. well, how old are you? What weight are you starting at? <laughs> like, how much do you move your body? What kind of work do you do? You know, what are your allergies? Like, there's just so much to it all. And they're all right. things that only you as a person can answer. You know, yep. so in a lot of ways, like what you've been through, only you could navigate that. You know, you're only you're the only person that could really navigate yourself through that to get to the point where you're feeling good in your body and things are, are back where you want them to be. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you know, in that amount of time, like, obviously, it's like, I made a lot of mistakes, you know, like I screwed up a lot. And, you know, but it was about just finding your way back from that, you know, just, just, I don't know, just being able to learn from your mistakes and just, you know, just kind of adapt, you know? And, and it, yeah. Yeah. And it's about not giving up. Yeah. You know, like, I think that is a big, a big part of it too, is when people make mistakes or don't apply something properly or apply it properly and it doesn't work for them, the propensity is, okay, well, nothing's going to work. Right. You know, because this one thing I tried didn't work. There is no answer for me. You know, right. That's because that, that allows you to stay quote unquote comfortable. You know, you don't have to continue right. the discomfort if you've decided that nothing's going to work for you. Right. You know, it's, exactly. It, it's being willing to make those mistakes and learn from them and continue trying to find the right answers you know, that, that I think sets people apart. Right. Absolutely. So I'm curious, like, just, you know, if it's something you can, you can, if you can talk about it a little bit, like, you know, having gone through, you know, the medical, you know, needing the, you know, your, the autoimmune issue that you dealt with having to go through the liver transplant, like, did that shift your perspective on your health? Like, did it change the way you approach anything? Like, you know, yeah. I, I know it probably sounds like an obvious question, but like, <laughs> you know, like having been that person, you know, I look at like for myself, like I was that person who hadn't been to a doctor in 25 years and was hospitalized in 2017. Like, and that for me fundamentally kind of changed my relationship with doctors and my own body and my health. Like, you know, yeah. did you experience that situation for yourself? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, now it's like, <laughs> you know, it's constant, you know, and I'm constantly in for like blood work and that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's, it's a lot of, you know, like I make sure I'm doing my routine physicals, you know, with my doctors and, you know, keeping in contact with them. And, you know, it, and it, it can also be a little scary as well, if, if this makes sense. But, um, you know, you kind of go through a situation like that where, you know, people and they'll constantly remind you like you know be like you almost died you know and it's like oh my god you know so like you start to remember that you you know you are mortal you know like this 
I'm trying to think of how to say this, but, um, you know, I'm not trying to say like, I, you know, not everything will like freak me out, like, oh my God, I'm going to die. But, you know, it's, but there are, there are moments where, you know, you, you get a little worried about certain things. Um, you know, so it's like, you know, for me, like a, a basic cold, you know, that, that can take me out for about three weeks to a month even, you know, and you start to get a little worried, especially these days, you know, once, once the pandemic hit too, it was a lot of like, oh my God, you know, do I have COVID? Oh no, you know, because it's like, you know, you see all this stuff, it's like immunosuppressed people are at the top of the list, you know? And, uh, you know, so you do think about your own mortality, uh, you know, quite a bit, but, um, you know, I, I try not to let that get to me too, too much, but, but yeah, definitely it, it did, uh, you know, you know, like I said, I, I definitely, you know, it's like I, I go to the doctor regularly, you know, I, you know, you, you're just thinking about your health a lot, you know, it's not, not just my weight, but it's, you know, it's part of that. And it's just, just every aspect of your health, you know, like, even if it's like the optometrist, you know, the dentist, like, just every aspect of that, all of a sudden is like, kind of, pri the priorities kind of shift, you know, so it's like, suddenly, my health is a lot more important to me mm. than it was, you know. Oh, for sure. And at, at some point, too, you think, okay, why did it take that, you know, a situation like that to happen for, for it to become the priority? But, you know, and people will say that, you know, but really, at the end of the day, like, the important thing is that it is a priority. Yeah. You know, no matter how you get there, you know, getting right. to that place is really important. Yeah, totally. Like, you know, I definitely, like, you know, I wish I would have thought about that kind of stuff before, but you know, my, my ma only main health issue when I was younger was being, you know, overweight. So it was like, I never really had a reason to go to, the, you know, I'd go to the clinic every now and then for whatever, but I, you know, it wasn't like I was getting my blood drawn, you know, or anything like that. So it's like some of these problems would have been caught sooner, you know, if I had gone to the doctor on a more regular basis. So I guess that's a lesson for, you know, people listening that, you know, like, you know, don't take that stuff for granted, you know, like go for checkups, get checked out, you know, and, and listen to your body too. You know, that's another big one. Like, you know, I, I could, you know, I could kind of tell there was something off with me, you know, but I was just kind of like, whatever, I'm fine, mm. you know, but, you know, it's like I knew there was something different about my body, like something was happening and I, you know, kind of knew deep down inside, but just kind of ignored it and, you know it almost cost me everything, you know? Right. So no, I think that's just, an, yeah. that's, that's an important message for everyone to hear who's listening. Yeah. And so Rob kind of coming through all of this and getting yourself to where you're at today, like yeah. what are, what are the things that, that keep driving you forward now? You know, I think just, you know, having, having good mentality, you know, just, you know, just making like eating healthy and working out is just, part of my make that part of my routine you know so it's like I, I don't really have to think about it a whole lot it's like now i just kind of do it you know and and i think also like, obviously you know my kid you know making sure <laughs> i'm healthy enough to, i always i always tell her that like you know i'm like i'm i have to work out so i can keep lifting you up all the time you know <laughs> stuff like that or so i can play with you on the floor you know um and then you know and also like you know having finding somebody, you know, that helps keep you accountable, I guess, you know, like I, I've got a buddy, Brian, big shout out to him. I'm sure he's probably gonna be listening to this later. Um, but we chat almost every day, you know, and he, 
you know, he's doing his own workout thing. And, you know, we just constantly are trying to like motivate each other. And that helps so much, like Mm -hmm. so, so much, you know, or just even, you know, being on, (laughs) it's a little tricky, but as you know, with social media, but, you know, trying to find good, good inspiration on social media as well can help. But obviously that's, I know you did a whole episode on that, but (laughs) (laughs) so it could be a little tricky, but once you find, you know, like I've really been enjoying like your channel and stuff so that, you know, that kind of stuff gets me fired up and, uh, you know, following a a couple other guys, you know, I feel, I feel like our generation is, you know, pretty good at like, you know, kind of figuring out which kind of stuff is legit and which is not for the most part, I guess I should say. Well, it's a very, it's Um, a, it's a, it's not, you know, cause like even in that episode you referenced, you know, I talked about how social media, you know, what people put out there is very curated, you know, in terms of what they share, but you, in some ways you can turn that curation around in a positive way and curate what you experience, you know, finding the things that you need, you know, kind of getting through the the pieces that are kind of more the flash in the pan and kind of like are bright, shiny, pretty things, but don't necessarily, don't necessarily give you what you're actually looking for. Don't give you the things that you actually need. You know, they're more in that place of the quick dopamine hit that you move on from instead of like the pieces that you can draw real energy from and be able to put your energy into. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think finding those, finding those right, you know, inspirations on there is, you know, is huge. You know, like when the pandemic started, I kind of came across the, uh, I don't know if you, (laughs) they're called the buff dudes. Um, But, you know, which, which sounds real, you know, but these guys are like really, you know, down to earth, really genuine. And I started following, you know, they, they put out workouts, they put out like different inspiration and stuff. And these guys are awesome. And they will like, you know, answer DMs and stuff and, um, you know, highly entertaining videos as well. But I, but I found that as a really good source for me, you know, and they, they put out workout plans that I had purchased and, you know, it, it really helped me. It gave me something to like, you know, look forward to all the time, you know, like, you know, waiting for their next videos, you know, or like, you know, with your podcast, you know, I've, looking forward to the next one getting to listen to them and you know finding more inspiration there as well mm-hmm. um so yeah just yeah finding those finding the finding the real ones yeah. i guess i'll, I'll say no i think it's way. a good way to put it i think that makes sense yeah. and what are the things that challenge you now i mean you know there hmm. i think sometimes you know like you know, some, sometimes work will kind of get in the way maybe of, you know, working out, like I might have like a super busy day where I need to go in, you know, go up to the office for whatever reason. And, you know, I'm there for the day, you know, and then finding that, you know, energy to work out when I get home, you know, cause I started to get on a really, you know, <laughs> very specific routine where I work out at a certain time of the day and, you know, trying to adapt to those things. Sometimes that gets in the way, but, you know, I try to, you know, I, I don't let it like throw me off, you know, I'll, I'll make up for it after that, you know? Um, yeah, but you know, other than that, it's, and also like sometimes, you know, my health can kind of get in the way sometimes, you know, like I said, if I get just even a basic cold, you know, it's like that can take me out for a bit, you know, and I, it takes my body a little while to recover from that, you know, so I might not be able to work out as much, but you know, during that time, it's like, well, then I know if I'm not working out, I'll try to concentrate more on what I'm eating, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, so that's, I, and that's always going to be a challenge for me as well, you know, for the rest of my life. But, you know, just 
trying to find find the ways to bounce back from that. No, understood. It makes and because I think that's something something that people may also may not be aware of. You know, and you you mentioned this earlier, like when you're dealing with a, a transplant, you know, for the rest of your life, you're going to be on medication that impacts your immune system. You know, like that. So that's not something where it's like, well, you know, if if someone online says, well, you know, if you just if you just took apple cider vinegar in the morning, it would boost your <laughs> immune system. Like, no, that's not the way this works. Like, right, you know, right. This exactly. is a this is a real challenge. You know, real challenging situation that you're going to be dealing with. And but it also doesn't mean that it's the focus of your entire life. You know, it means that it, it's a it's a challenge to deal with and put in its proper perspective in place, and you're able to allow the other pieces to be what they are. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Rob, I I appreciate you taking us through all of that today, you know, kind of where you started and where you're at now. Like, is there anything in your journey that we haven't had a chance to talk about yet that you wanted to bring up? Um, no, not really. I, you know, like I said, just, you know, just for people to, you know, (laughs) just, really, really take care of themselves, you know, and like I said, like, listen to your body, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, but yeah, in terms of my own journey, I mean, that's, that's kind of it in a nutshell. I mean, (laughs) there's obviously a few other places you could go, but you know, I think it's good stuff, man. Well, Rob, you, you know, listening to the show that I end every episode with five questions. I call the fat guy five. Are you ready for your run through those questions? (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. So question number one, man, living or dead, who is your favorite fat guy? Definitely John Candy. He was, you know, we we watched like all of his movies growing up. I, uh, you know, and we just we just love this guy. And you know, and honestly, at one point I was like, I kind of looked at him as like somebody that you know, like I'm like that could be me, you mm-hmm. know, like I just want to be that you know, lovable, happy, you know, big guy. You know, like at that point when I thought I was just going to always be a big guy, right. you know. So I, I always like looked at him as like a role model, you know, just, but, you know, <laughs> well, I also silly, think but... ha- having been from, you know, born in Canada, if you, ha- yep. you didn't say John Candy, <laughs> someone might come to hunt you down. Yeah. You know, like, I, I had to go. With right. I, I think that's, yeah. that's a requirement. There's a, there's a national, <laughs> there's a national pride requirement there. Always. <laughs> Rob, question number two, what is something about yourself that you love? Um, I mean, I think kind of going back to that, like, you know, ability to like, just never give up on myself. You know, like, I just, I feel like there were so many times, many times during my life where I could have just kind of, you know, given up, just, you know, said, that's it, that's just the way it's going to be, you know, or just kind of get down about it. But I, I I just, I really like my own ability to just kind of you know, look at that and be like, no, you know what? I'm I'm not going to, I'm, you know, what am I going to do to fix this? What am I going to do to get out of this? You know, always tons of roadblocks, but I always find ways around them. Nice. I like it, man. Question number three, Rob, looking at your, your weight loss journey and also your, you know, the health journey that you've been on, like, what Mm -hmm. do you think has been the most important habit that you've built? Um, I think definitely just being consistent in terms of like exercising and, you know, watching what I eat. I I found like once I could get into a really specific like routine and just keep it going and like, you know, even if you get thrown off for a minute, getting right back into it, just, just keeping it consistent Mm -hmm. that I've seen 
way better results with everything um, when I when I do that. So, yeah, I like it. Rob, question number four: What is one goal you have for the next year that is not health, fitness, or weight loss related? Um, I think this year I'd really love to get back to you know doing some more creating. You know, so I, <laughs> my job is I, I'm a video maker and editor. Um, but you know, I love, you know, like just art in general and, you know, I play a lot of music as well. So I just, this year, I think I just want to, you know, kind of get back into doing some fun stuff like that. Nice. I like it. And last question, Rob, if you could go back in time and, and have a conversation with that 350 pound high school graduate, is there anything that you would say to him? I mean, I know it's kind of cliched and I feel like a lot of people will say this, but, you know, but, but honestly, it's, it's true. Like going back and telling yourself, like, you know, it doesn't have to be this way. You can, you can do this. You know, this, this is something you can overcome. And I'd probably give myself a heads up. There's going to be a lot of curveballs right. in there too, but. <laughs> well, I, I feel like you've got the unique situation where you might, you might be like, okay, here are some things I'm going to need you to start, you know, talking about with doctors right now. Like, right. You know, yeah. there may not be any signs of this going on right now, but you're going to want to have them keep an eye on this. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe we can, you know, get around this. So understood, understood. Go to the doctor. Go to the doctor. <laughs> well, in the end, it's all good. It's all good, man. Yeah. So, Rob, is there, is there, if anyone is listening to the, who's listening to the show does want to reach out to you and give you, you know, even just tell you that they listened, is there anywhere they can find you? Sure. Um, they can send me a DM on Instagram. That's kind of where I'm most active, even though I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm kind of rethinking how I approach my mm -hmm. uh, social media in general. Um, but yeah, I, I will, I will look at DMs on there. And what's your handle on there? It's my name at, so it's at Rob J and then my last name is theory, but I, I, I know you'll put it up. I'll put it in the show notes. Cause the spelling it. is going to yeah. be, yeah. Don't anyways. worry about it. people. It, it's in the show notes. Hit yeah. pause, hit pause, click on the, the episode <laughs> name and take you to the show notes. It'll be there for you. Well, Rob, I just want to say a big thank you again for reaching out in the first place and coming on the show to share your story. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course. Of course. And hey, everyone, don't forget. Rob isn't going to be done with us yet. We're going to jump on over to the Patreon after show. So if you are not yet signed up for the Patreon, get yourself signed up for that. Right now, I think, Rob, you might be the 13th episode of the after show. So, you know, we're getting up there in numbers. Lucky There's a number. whole backlog people can listen to. So don't miss out on that, my friends. And don't forget, you can also connect with me on Instagram at Gourmet Goes Keto, on Twitter at Gourmet Goes Keto. You can email the show at thefatguyforum at gmail.com and all that jazz. And then, my friends, after you do all that, remember, go on outside, do something to amaze yourselves today because you're the most amazing people I know. Then catch us here on the next episode of the Fat Guy Forum.